Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice. We shall be glad. And thank you for joining us for our study of the Bible. Here, we study the Bible. And we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have been able to do 25 books of the Bible. If you have not been able to listen to these podcasts that we've done straight from the book of Genesis, I ask you to please go to all podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcast, name it. You will find us there, Bible in depth, and you'll be able to listen. And you can also check through our website. That's BibleIndepth.com. That's a one-stop center. You find everything about the network. You'll find live radio there. You'll find uh, 24-7 live prayer and uh, worship live stream that will be there for you to help you worship God and uh, to help you in your quiet time as you pray. You'll find everything that we do. And I believe the Lord shall bless you. We also have a 3D comic story or uh, publication for children that has a story of the creation that we've done. You can also find it there. And it's a place you love. So I ask you to please visit our website, BibleIndepth.com, and uh, you'll be able to be blessed. As I already said, there's no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody. And even as we study our book of Ezekiel right now, I pray that the Lord reveals something to you. Even beyond what I say here, God can come and speak more to you. God can come and reveal more to you. And that's the beauty of having the Holy Spirit in our lives. He's the guide. He's the helper. He's the one who reveals. Nobody else takes the glory but the Lord Almighty. Yeah, so as we study, open your heart. And let God speak. We've done 26 chapters of the book of Ezekiel. Today I want us to continue with chapter 27. Yesterday we left off when the people of Tyre are also being judged. This is a city that was mighty. This is a city that had everything. Top in tread. On the waters. Everyone ran to it. It was a center, a Kama center alongside the waters. And that they too receive judgment from the Lord. And chapter 27 starts by saying, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, And you, son of man, take up a lamentation over Tyre. Yeah? They're telling uh, Ezekiel here, Take up a lamentation over Tyre. A lamentation is an expression of sorrow. Yeah? When it's a lot of sorrow for something or a place, and that's what is happening for him, they are taking, take, take up such great sorrow over Tyre and say to them, who dwell at the entrance to the sea, yeah, merchant of the people to many coastlands. Thus says the Lord God, O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Tyre has glorified itself. Yes, it's actual that they were perfect in beauty, or they looked perfect in beauty, but then, it, it was their center of pride. We are perfect in beauty. Hmm? Your borders are in the heart of the sea. Yeah, If they are counting, where, where do we pass? They, they reach into the sea. It is all their area. You don't just cross without their authority. Hmm? 
Your builders have perfected your beauty. Their buildings are on point. They have the best architects in town. They have the best designers in town. Their interior designers are key. They are the ones that are being sought for throughout the empire. They have the best builders. When they start to build, they will carve out all the corners in the perfect way. That is tire that you're talking about here. They have made all your planks of fir trees from Senna. They have taken a cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. Remember, when uh, Israel is building their when Israel is building their temple, they had to get cedar from Lebanon. It would cross the waters. Now these guys are on the waters. For them, it comes easy, comes quick. They use the best of the wood that is there. Yeah, of ox from Bashan, they have made your oars. With ivory, they have inlaid your deck of boxwood from the coastlands of Cyprus. Your sail was of fine embroidered linen from Egypt. Yeah, so that it became your distinguishing mark. When they are using material, they use the best. They get it from Egypt. If it's not here, we shall get it from abroad. So even when they, their boats are uh, arrayed, they have that glory with them. They can know it and say, that's from Tyre. Yeah? They have a distinguishing mark. Your awning was blue and purple from the coastlands of Elisha. The inhabitants of Sidon and Avad were your rowers. Your wise men, O Tyre, were aboard. They were your pilots. The elders of Gebal and her wise men were with you repairing your seams. All the ships of the sea and the sailors were with you in order to deal in your merchandise. They are at the border. They are at the sea. Everybody loves them. Everybody be, depends on them. They want to associate with them. Push and lewd and put were in your army, your men of war. Now, the army of Tyre was not just made up by the people of Tyre. No. They would get people from other nations to be part of their army. You imagine an army that has people from other nations. That's how much they wanted to belong. While they are far off miles away, they say, no, we want to belong to the army of Tyre. We want to be part of this army. So they would travel, forsake their land, forsake their families, forsake whatever is back home and come and fight for Tyre. That's how great Tyre is. They hang shield and helmet in you. They set forth your splendor. The sons of Avad and your army were on your walls all around, and the Gamadin were in your towers. They hung their shields on your walls all around. They perfected your beauty. Verse 12. Tashish was your customer. They tell them, they continue to tell them, Tashish was your customer because of the abundance of all kinds of wealth. You had all the wealth, so you could attract the best on the market. That's practically it. With silver, iron, tin, and lead, they paid for your wares. They would come with money and they would pay because these guys had it all. Javan, Tubal, and Meshesh, they were your traders. With the lives of men and vessels of bronze, they paid for your merchandise. 
Now, when they had no money to pay, they would bring men, labor, slaves, and give to them. So they were, they were even in abundance of, of workforce as tire because if people didn't have money to pay for the goods that they would, they would want, these guys would provide you with labor, laborers, slaves, if you might call them. Those from Beth Togama gave horses and war horses and moose for your wares. The sons of Didan were your traders. Yeah, Many coastlands were your market. Ivory tusks and ebony they brought as your payment. Aram was your customer. Because of the abundance of your goods, they paid for your wares with emeralds, purple, embroidered work, fine linen, coral and rubies. So they were not just getting even linen from Egypt. They would get it from other people who were coming to trade. Yeah? Judah and the land of Israel, hey, they were your traders. Even the nation of God himself was running to tire for business. They were your traders. With the wheat of mineth, cakes, honey, oil and balm, they paid for your merchandise. Damascus was your customer because of the abundance of your goods, because of the abundance of all kinds of wealth, because of the wine of Helbon and white wool. Vidan and Javan paid for your wares from Uzal, wrought iron, cassia, and sweet can were among your merchandise. Didan traded with you saddle clothes for riding, Arabia, and all princes of Kedah. They were your customers for lambs, rams, and goats. For these, they were your customers. These guys had everything. The entire world was running to them for trade. You imagine one of the richest countries here, or the one well known for trade that all nations run to. That is how Tyre was. The traders of Sheba and Rama. They traded with you. They paid for your wares with the best of kinds of spices and with all precious stones and gold. Haran, Kani, Eden, the traders of Sheba, Asher, and Chilmad traded with you. They traded with you in choice garments, in clothes of blue and embroidered work, and in carpets of many colors, and tightly worn cords, which were among your merchandise. The ships of Tashish were the carriers of your merchandise. Ships of Tashish were a glory to behold. These were great, known, a good work for the sea. And these are the ones that would carry the merchandise of Tyre. Your sailors and your pilots, your, repair, your, your repairers of seams, your dealers in merchandise, and all men of war who are in you, with all your company that is in your midst, will fall into the heart of the seas on the day that you are overthrown. Your wealth, listen to what they're telling them. Your, wave, your wares, your merchandise, your sailors, your pilots, everybody, your dealers, all of them, your men of war that are with you, all of them will fall into the heart of the seas on the day of your overthrow. This great nation of Tyre, as Ezekiel is speaking about their demise, is saying, in the time that you're overthrown, all your wealth will be poured into the sea. Down at the bottom of the sea where you cannot find it. That's where it will be. All your men shall perish in the sea. All your dealers in merchants shall perish in the sea. 
your sailors, your wealth, those things that you say make you the beauty shall fall into the sea at the time of your overthrow. Why? They live in their own glory. They treasure their own beauty. They do not subscribe to the Lord God of Israel. They have their gods. They run affairs as per what they feel. A great nation runs its affairs. A day of overthrow comes and everything perishes with you. And that is one thing I need to know as a believer as well, or anybody living on this earth, that eventually what I need is God on my side. Because without him, everything else can perish. And it perishes with you. Now that's what happens for the people of Tyre, as what is coming and what is spoken to them. At the sound of the cry of your pilots, the pastures, the pasture lands will shake. All who handle the oar, the sailors and the pilots of the sea will come down from their ships. They will stand on the land and they will make their voice heard over you and will cry bitterly. They will cast dust on their heads. They will wallow in ashes. Also, they will make themselves bald for you and guard themselves with sackcloth because it's a sign of mourning. Yeah? And they will weep for you in bitterness of soul with bitter mourning. Because they will see what has happened to our great nation. Where has all our might gone to? Because judgment is coming and it's going to take over. Moreover, in their wailing, they will take up a lamentation for you and lament over you. Who is like Tyre? Like her who is silent in the midst of the sea. Because everything will be down in the sea. Perished. Silent. When your wares went out from the seas. You satisfied many peoples with the abundance of your wealth and with your merchandise. You enriched the kings of the earth. Now that you're broken by the seas in the depth of the waters, your merchandise and all your company have fallen in the midst of you. All the inhabitants of the coastlands are upheld at you and their kings are horribly afraid. They are troubled in continents. The merchants of all the peoples hiss at you. They have become terrified and you will cease to be forever. This is a great nation and a promise is coming out to them, not good, that you are going to perish. Remember when we were learning yesterday, we saw that these ones were laughing at Jerusalem and Israel. The nations of the Lord, and we spoke a bit about that. They are laughing at the nations of God, laughing at the the, those that God has his eye on, that judgment can come to you. And that is what comes to Tyre because of that. And it goes on in chapter 28. I'm still talking about them. They were a mighty nation, so they gave them good uh, content here. The word of the Lord came to me again, saying, Son of man, say to the leader of Tyre, thus says the Lord God, because your heart is lifted up and you have said, I am a God. This is what their leader would do. Because of the might and the great uh, aspect of trade commercially and how they were depended upon by every single nation that was there, he felt he was a god. He felt he belonged. He had everything in his hand. So he said, because you said, I am a god, I sit in the seat of gods in the heart of the seas. Yet you are a man and not God. 
Although you make your heart like the heart of God, behold, you are wiser than Daniel. They're even giving him some credit here. You're wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that is a match for you. This guy was, the leader of Tyre was great. He felt he had authority. He felt he had all with him. He's a God of sorts. He's compared to Daniel. Now, Daniel, when you read Daniel chapter 1, verse 20, we are told he was a very wise man alongside his friends. And it says, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in his realm. Yeah? Now, that is for Daniel they are talking about. But here, this man is even being compared to be greater in wisdom than Daniel. There is no secret that is a match for you. He knows all secrets. Yeah? And by your wisdom and understanding, you have acquired riches for yourself and have acquired gold and silver for your treasuries. By your great wisdom, by your trade, you have increased your riches and your heart is lifted up because of your riches. That is something that happens easily when someone gets rich or when God blesses them, as normally we say, that God has blessed that man so he's wealthy. That there is a tendency to forget about God. There is a tendency to start looking to yourself that you have everything. And you even compare yourself to God. You can easily come and tell people you. I will destroy you all. I will take all of, all of your land and I will chase you out of this place. Because you feel you have the authority. Just like the leader of Tyre here. They are saying, you have acquired all that. And your heart has been lifted. Thus says the Lord. Because you have made your heart like the heart of God. Therefore, behold, I will bring strangers upon you. The most ruthless of the nations. And they will draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They will bring you down to the pit and you will die the death of those who are slain in the heart of the seas. You will have a battle on the seas and you will die there and perish there. That's what they are telling you. Will you still say, I am God? Huh? You who has been bragging. After that happens, will you still be there to say, I'm God? You forget you're just a man. You're just a man. You're not God. When we glory ourselves and put all these titles and put all these things about ourselves and we claim all authority and we want to feel like we own the world, you're just a man. You're not God. Same thing to the leader of Tyre here. He's being told, Everything that you do and you say, let's say, let's see if you still say, I am a God. In the presence of your slayer, though you are a man and not God, in the hands of those around you who wound you, you will die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers. For I have spoken, declares the Lord. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, you had the seal of perfection. Full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You are in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The ruby, the topaz, and the diamond. The burial and the onyx and the jasper. The lapis lazuli, the turquoise, and the emerald. And the gold and the workmanship of your settings and sockets was in you. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You are the anointed cherub who covers, and I placed you there 
You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of the stones of fire. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created until unrighteousness was found in you. Now ascribe all to this riches, greatness, all of it. As we know, normally, the powers of the world and who runs the world and the riches of the world, we have seen it and we've studied and we know for the fact that much of this glory is ascribed to the evil world. And when there's so much wealth, so much riches, we, of course, the concerns about the seas and who rules there will get there soon. We know that there are those that ascribe that. Now, from this portion that we've just read, it is all attached to the one that fell, that he was the great one. He was, he was blameless in his ways until there's some unrighteousness that was found in them. And now, Tyre is ascribed to the one that fell. The leadership of Tyre is ascribed to the one that fell. And it's clear here. Because they say, by abundance of your trade, you were internally filled with violence and you sinned. Therefore, I have cast you as profane from the mountain of God. I have destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom by reason of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I put you before kings that they may see you. By the multitude of your iniquities, in the unrighteousness of your trade, you profaned your sanctuaries. Therefore, I have brought a fire from the midst of you. It has consumed you, and I have turned you to ashes on the earth. In the eyes of all who see you, all who know you among the peoples are appalled at you. You have become terrified, and you cease to be forever. Judgment comes. For those that wrong God, judgment comes. Now, this is... Uh, a very interesting piece that we read here. And uh, it is clear that when beauty or when somebody focuses on their beauty, focuses on their wealth and riches, their heart is uplifted. With the fall of Lucifer as well, as we read earlier, I think in the book of Isaiah, you would see the fact that there was an uplifting. He felt he was greater. He felt he was above. He felt he was even above the creator. When you exalt yourself above God, there is a fall that comes. You said, I am a God. And now, because he runs affairs on the earth, and all people are running to him, all nations are running to him, he still feels he's a God, but destruction shall come. And that is what is spoken of here, of Tyre and the king of Tyre. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face towards Sidon. Remember, judgment is going to nations now. Yeah, All nations are being judged. Why? First, we looked at some of them. They were against Israel and Judah. And of course, as we know, they were not worshipping God. We've just looked at Tyre here. That also was feeling everything and greatness was with it. Yeah. Now it's time for Sidon. Sidon... They are telling Sidon, set your face towards Sidon, prophesy against and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I'm against you, O Sidon, and I will be glorified in your midst. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I execute judgments in her. 
and I will manifest my holiness in her. For I will send pestilence to her and blood on to her streets. And the wounded will fall in her midst by the sword upon her on every side. Then they will know that I am the Lord and there will be no more for the house of Israel. A pricking briar or a painful thorn from any round about them who scorned them. They will know that I'm the Lord. These guys were always around Israel and stressing them. And God is telling them, I'm going to deal with them. Don't worry. Those who have been stressing you, I'm going to deal with them. Yeah. Thus says the Lord God, when I gather the house of Israel from the peoples among whom they are scattered, and I'll manifest my holiness in them, in the sight of the nations, then they will live in their land, which I gave to my servant, Jacob. They will live in it securely, and they will build houses, plant vineyards, and live securely when I execute judgments upon all who scorn them round about them. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. There has been a lot that Israel is going through. There has been a lot that Israel is suffering with. There has been a lot of uh, people who have come out to hurt them, to bring sorrow to them. And we've seen God judge them. Yeah, we've seen judgment on the nations that have been taking Israel for a ride and playing around with them and causing pain to them. And God, and laughing at them, those who made them uh, mockery. Yeah, we saw earlier judgment on Ammon. Why? Mockery of Israel. We saw judgment on Moab. Why? Mockery on Israel. We saw judgment on Edom. Why? Mockery on Israel. Judgment of Philistia. Mockery on Israel. Now we saw judgment of Tyre, which we looked at. Judgment over mockery on Israel. Remember for them, they were saying the gate of the peoples of, uh, is broken, so it's open to me as Tyre, so I have authority over Israel. And as we end, we... We've looked at today, there is attachment to the devil and the leadership of Tyre. That he, th- he thinks and feels he has control over the people of God. They are broken. I have them in my hand. And judgment comes to Tyre because of that. And there is an, an attachment to them as Tyre to the one who fell himself. Yeah, Because with the greatness they had, there should have been or could have been an attachment to that person that is talked about here who fell, the king of Tyre, straight from the beginning. yeah. But all judgment to them, and as we shall keep seeing, is attached to the fact that they take the nation of God for jokes. Sidon as well, judged for mockery of Israel. But there's a promise here for Israel that your good days shall come back. Your good days shall return. It doesn't matter how much they've laughed. Your good days shall return. Of course, when you go and read into history, now, at this point, Ezekiel is speaking, the Babylonians are the ones running the show. They are the superpower. After them came Persia, and with Persia and Cyrus came some bit of relief. Yeah, they went back to their land, the old houses, had to worship again in their temple, rebuilt the temple yeah, that had been burnt down by Nebuchadnezzar. And they had some level of peace. But still after that, you have the Greeks. You have the, the different princes of the Greeks ruling them. 
Then after that, you have the Romans. And it felt like an attack, attack after attack for the people of God. And eventually, at one point, they totally disappear. Only to happen just a few years back, 1948, that Israel is recognized as a state once again. Given back a portion and say, this is your portion now. Yeah, that they start to get some level of sovereignty again. 1948, receiving independence as a nation and receiving a place once again in the land that they were, a land that they were promised to inhabit. Years and years, thousands of years ago. So they promised to Abraham. And they came back in that place. And today you can say they are safe. Nobody comes to take them out of their land. They have the wealth, the richest in the world, known to be Jews. God has looked at them with mercy. Of course, this promise that Ezekiel is speaking here might not be that it was going to happen in the next few years. Because the next few years were filled with turmoil. Were filled with wars, attacks over them. But today, as they all gather back, because here we are told that those that have been split and taken over in all places shall, those that have been scattered, they shall be brought back. And we saw a massive return of the Jews in the 1900s that they returned to their land and in 1948 received back their nation. Promises of God finally come. I don't know what has been spoken about you and how people have laughed at you and mocked and said, God has left you. There's nothing left of you. And even the devil himself could have been the one and has been the one fighting you, bringing down everything about you, telling you I am the God, like the king of time. But God says, I shall restore you. Everything that has been scattered, I shall bring back to you. And I'll give you a good life. And I'll restore peace with you. I'll give you hope. Do not be dismayed. Do not worry. Somebody who's listening today, the word of the Lord promises good days. They shall return. Doesn't matter what you go through today. Trust in the Lord. For peace shall return to your house. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your revelation. We pray and ask you to speak to us, reveal more to us, and let your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.